Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. And welcome to your Thursday, whether you're listening here on the radio, listening live worldwide on the 77 WABC app or online at WABCradio.com. James Golden with you. Bo Snurdly with you in the house. And here we are running toward the end of another week. If you want to be on the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800 848 And there is, sadly, a lot of news coming out of Texas, out of Uvalde, Texas. My friends, let us start with this sad note. The door to the Uvalde Elementary School where a gunman killed 21 people appears to have been unlocked. Unlocked when he entered, and that is what authorities are telling us today. Minutes earlier, Salvador Ramos crashed a pickup truck, fired at two people outside a funeral home. Victor Escalon, the South Texas Regional Director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, said during a news conference. Ramos then went to rob an elementary school and fired numerous shots. We're going to find out. With all the different agencies that are involved, we're working every angle that's possible. We won't stop until we get all of the answers we possibly can, Escalon said. This is a stunning piece of news. We had several other reports today in various news outlets. American Wire News, BizPack Review, Daily Mail, New York Post, Washington Post, New York Times, ABC, NBC, CBS, Town Hall, and so many other outlets reporting on various aspects of this shooting There were discrepancies in some of the news reporting. Some said that police were waiting up to 40 minutes before they entered the school. Others said 90 minutes. There was a report that said the parents outside of the school were urging, urging police, get in there. Get in there. And the police stayed outside. There was a picture of one of the parents being, it looked like, uh, restrained on the ground. An upset parent. During the time the parents were yelling for police officers to please enter the school. Now, a sister of one of the officers in the school said that that information was incorrect. This was a Fox News story. She said all that was incorrect, that police were in the school, but they could not get an angle. They could not get a proper angle to either shoot 
or apprehend the killer. Speaking of the killer, Salvador Ramos, his grandfather said Thursday today that his daughter, the suspect's mom, is quote-unquote feeling bad for everybody. But she lost her son too, end quote. Rolando Reyes spoke briefly with Fox News Digital outside his Uvalde, Texas home on Thursday morning today, just days after his 18-year-old grandson allegedly, allegedly, just days after his 18-year-old grandson shot and killed 19 students and two teachers at nearby Robb Elementary School. Prior to the school massacre, Ramos allegedly shot his grandmother in the face and, and, and sent Facebook messages that stated, quote, unquote, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. I've shot my grandmother, and then I'm going to shoot an elementary school. Now, let us take those things and put them in some kind of context, those two different stories. There was clearly intent from 18-year-old Salvador Ramos to go on some sort of a spree. What person in their right mind shoots their own grandmother in the face? I mean, it's unthinkable for most sane human beings. But then goes to Facebook before and after doing so to announce that he's going to shoot up an elementary school. Now, if that happens, the clock starts ticking. The clock starts ticking before someone sees these online posts, alerts authorities, calls in an emergency and say, hey, you might have a psychopath out here. You might have someone out here that's severely troubled. He's This person is claiming he wants to go shoot up an elementary school. You'd better get nearby quickly. Now this is where this first story comes in. The door to the Uvalde Elementary School where a gunman killed 21 people appears to have been unlocked when he entered. For the past 48 hours, almost 48 hours, I've been listening to the politics of yet another mass shooting in America. I've been reading, reading, reading about Democrats who are outraged, who are demanding right now that Republicans stop blocking gun legislation, and they never mention the legislation that their party blocks, and they have. Today is another example where Chuck Schumer and his Democrats blocked legislation that Republicans offered, school safety bill. In fact, Republicans are so angry about it that they've kind of broken your usual decorum. You don't usually see things like this where Senator Rick Scott tweeted, you're a liar and a hack to Chuck Schumer. And he wasn't the only one. I believe Senator Bob Johnson just went off on Schumer as well because the Republicans have put up legislation. 
a school safety bill that Democrats are not interested in, and they block it. But the only thing that you really read in most of the mainstream news outlets is that, oh, these Republicans won't allow gun legislation. In fact, Gail King on the CBS Morning Show uh, was going after, I forget which one of the Republicans it was, and one of the opening questions was, well, why don't you, why don't you guys change? Why don't you change and, and stop blocking this legislation? They never talk about what Democrats do. One of the things that I maintain is that you cannot, Democrats keep saying we want a common sense gun legislation, gun laws. We want common sense. Well, first they would have to have common sense, and the Democrats do not have that. All you have to do is look at New York City and look at the other big cities in America. Look at what goes on in Philadelphia. Look what goes on in San Francisco. Look what goes on in Dallas and Houston, Texas. Look what goes on where in San Francisco where Democrat prosecutors will not prosecute criminals because of some sort of racial, social justice plea. Look at the bail reforms that have taken place in New York State and New York City that allow criminals, even with guns, to walk in and walk out of jail after they've committed an act. I saw a video last night so disturbing of some guy on the subway train and this guy was, he's a, he's a big black guy. He's, he's got his shirt pulled up so that he's exposing his well-developed muscles in his abdomen. And he's walking down, terrorizing people in the subway car. Uh, two women, he sits down next to two women. One of them immediately gets up and moves. The second one tried to move, he grabs her hair and keeps her there against her will. She's whispering, mouthing. As she turns to the side, help me, help me. And no one comes to her aid. And of course, of course, there is nobody to come to her aid. There aren't any for that we could tell law enforcement. And I understand that law enforcement can't be in every single subway car. But there's nobody to come to her aid. You see, these criminals continue to get out and unleash hell on innocent people. And Democrats, the same ones that are telling us we need common sense gun laws, don't have the common sense required to keep dangerous criminals and psychopaths in jail where they belong. So I listen to these political calls. I listen to the political calls from Beto Beto or or Rourke yesterday who decided he wanted to crash the press conference of the Texas governor and other Texas officials and try to make a show out of it. Meanwhile, let us not forget this. In Texas, we have now learned the doors to the school were open, unlocked. He just walked in with his gun. A locked door and locked doors around the school would have meant that he could not have gotten into the school, at least not easily. He would have had to perhaps use extreme methods to get into the school while being reported to the police for already shooting at passerbyers, while the call was out about his grandmother, while these Facebook messages were out. It is entirely possible, I don't know whether it's probable, but it is entirely possible that had the school doors been locked, we would not be in the position that we are in today with 19 dead children, and two dead teachers, and one dead killer. 
This is basic 101 protection. Yet, if you look at the news coverage from your mainstream media in this country, when Republicans say, first of all, we have to, quote-unquote, harden the targets, they're being ridiculed. Also, they're being ridiculed for offering prayers and offering, you know, thoughts to the loved ones. And that now is the commonplace reaction for many people on the left. They they say, they've gone so far to say as a Texas, I'm sorry, as an elected Democrat, it was not from Texas, I'll have to get the state, said yesterday, F your prayers, F all of that. These are the people that demand common sense reforms when they themselves are devoid of common sense. This is going to remain a political topic, and there is something in this that Democrats are hoping secretly that they will not articulate. They see this tragedy as something that can bring them political fortune if they can play it the right way in the midterm elections. Some Democrats see it like that, not all, obviously. Notice what else is not in the paper that you read, or at least not front page. Notice what else isn't front page news on the digital newspapers. Notice what is no longer in the headlines. A little place called Buffalo, New York. Notice how quickly that story has disappeared. Except when you hear uh, references to the two 18-year-old shooters who between them killed 31 people over the past week. We are a country that has to change. And I yesterday you heard me and many of you, I heard from some of you who are a little bit upset with some of the things that I had to say that I understood the anger that some Democrats have at this. And when they say, oh, nothing happened, nothing happened, I understand that. But it's not just Democrats. It's many of us. I know that there are so many Republicans, so many conservatives out here. When you hear about another one of these school shootings, you're, 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 it sinks into your stomach. Your soul hurts. Because you feel the same frustration that we all feel. You feel the same kind of anguish. You wonder how the parents of these beautiful children, these beautiful, you see their pictures and you realize that these children met with a horrific fate and it hurts your heart, it hurts your soul. And many of us are angry too. We don't understand why this continues to happen time after time after time after time and nothing seems to stop it. Well, we have to find ways to stop it, my friends. And if that means new laws, okay, I don't think that new laws will do what the old laws couldn't. But I think that we're at a point in this country where common sense people, and that excludes many of those in the political class, need to actually have a conversation about what to do here. James Golden. Most nerdly, you're here with us. Never miss a minute of the rush hour. You can listen live worldwide on the 77 WABC app or online at WABCradio.com or right here. Keep it here. We'll be right 
back. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. Rush. WABC Talk Radio 77 You can listen worldwide Whatever you do, keep it here All day, all night Remember, Catch at Night comes up next Bill brings us back You know, the father of a Parkland school shooting victim is speaking up, and what he's saying is that threatening students need to be held accountable. He's criticizing what he says are failures in the mental health care system. Andrew Pollock, who became a school safety advocate after his daughter was killed, says that crimes have to be dealt with. When they're not dealt with, these kids get older, they just commit more crime, more felonies. Hello? This is what I've been saying. This is, you know, this, see, this is common sense. This is the kind of common sense, though, that the Democrat Party doesn't want to hear. They call this kind of common sense racist. Let us remember what happened at Parkland County. Let us take you back very briefly with a few bullet points. And I urge any of you who don't know this to, uh, to go through and dig out the actual information for yourself. That person and I'm using the word person very generously here, who executed these children at Parkland High School had a track record of misery that should have been flagged ages ago. He's another one that lived with grandparents, didn't have a stable home life, but this one had a history of criminal behavior in schools, but he was never never held to account for it because of the Obama administration's policy changes that were supposed to bring about a more equitable standing in school discipline. The argument that they had raised in the Obama administration was that, like everything else, school policy is racist. And therefore, in order to equalize things out, we have to give passes. I'm just, I'm summarizing it in my own words. But if you go look at the policies, you will hear it in the jargon that they use. That we had to equalize things because school policy is racist and black and Hispanic kids end up getting punished more for the crimes that they do. And so, using these Obama-era policies the officials in the Parkland School District and in the, other, in the entire school district that this killer attended to never held him accountable for the red flags, the crimes that were committed while he was going through the school system. And because there was no record, because there was no arrest record, because there was no record of any of this, due to these lenient policies, he was able to go get a gun and pass a background check. Now, this one, too, this mass murderer, 
was able to go purchase guns, and supposedly, the way our system works, he too went through a background check. To which I raised the question yesterday, and I'm going to raise it again today. And by the way, if some of you, my conservative friends, get angry with me, then so be it. If this is the best that background checks can do, then somebody needs to be held to account on that end. And we need better background checks. Now, I don't know. I am totally ignorant and admittedly ignorant about the entire process of the background checks. But one thing for sure, we know at least two occasions and 31 dead people later that the background checks have not worked with these two monsters. And if this is the best that we can do with background checks, then it is time to revisit what background checks are. My impression... Now, see, this is what amazes me. This absolutely amazes me. Look at January 6th. The Democrats love to bring up January 6th in this so-called insurrection. Look what the FBI and look what the federal government was able to do with the resources that they have at their disposal. They were able to go and comb social. You had video. People there dressed up, bundled up, scarves, hats on in the cold of January in big crowds, and yet the FBI, the DOJ, has the ability to go in, look at these tons of hours of footage, and find the the people that they say are responsible for committing an insurrection. They They track them down through leads. They track them down through social media. They track them down, I think, in some cases, using facial recognition software. Regardless of how they did it, they did it. They tracked them down. And many of these people are languishing in jail without the benefit of a trial, which one wonders how does that comport with our habeas corpus laws in this country. Nonetheless, they are in jail, and many of them are still awaiting trial. Now contrast that to the attitude that the same Democrats holding this January 6th committee and their party have to these children who show themselves to be monsters early on, and for these young monsters in training, or as Hillary Clinton used to call them, these super predators, what the Democrats say is, oh, give them another chance. Oh, they're just children. Oh, leave them alone. Oh, you know, they... They, they're getting picked on because they're black. They're getting picked on because they're Hispanic. Oh, we really have to, in, in the case of Alvin Bragg, the Democrats in New York, or, or the DA Gasson in L.A. or the in, in San Francisco DA, let them out. Let them out because it's so unfair that many of them can't post bail because they're not wealthy. We need background checks that are real. And I agree with this Parkland father, Andrew Pollock. When these children present themselves to be young thugs, young criminals, they need to be held accountable and tracked from that very moment. 
James Golden, Bo Snerdley. You're listening to Rush Hour, live worldwide on 77 WABC. Don't go away. Coming back, your calls, part of the mix. Right back. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Rush on 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdley. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdley. Stevie Wonder brings us back. From the, what is the name of this album? That's right, Fulfilling This First Finale. That was after he won four Grammys with the Intervision album. This was the album that followed. You Haven't Done Nothing. This is a real political song. And the background singers on this, we won't have time to hear them, but the background singers are none other than the Jacksons. WABC, you're here with James Golden, Bo Snerley's Rush Hour. We're going to get to your calls momentarily, I really do, but I just want to run uh, one other, two other stories by you really quickly. This one from Providence, Rhode Island, but the dateline is Associated Press. And listen to the snark. Listen to the snarky, the snarky opening paragraph that these liberals at the AP came up with. By now, it's as predictable as the calls for thoughts and prayers. A mass shooting leaves many dead and wild conspiracy theories and misinformation about the carnage soon follow. The equation there is that thoughts for thoughts, the calls for thoughts and prayers are just as predictable as these whack, these other whack jobs that come out with the wild conspiracy theories and misinformation. This is so snarky. It happened after Sandy Hook, after Parkland, after the Orlando nightclub shooting and after the deadly rampage early this month at a Buffalo grocery store. Within hours of Tuesday's school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, another rash began as Internet users spread baseless claims about the man named as the gunman and his possible motives. So, some of the unfounded claims or that the gunman was an immigrant living in the United States illegally or transgender. That's what quickly emerged on Twitter, Reddit, and other social media platforms. They were accompanied by familiar conspiracy theories suggesting the entire shooting was somehow staged. The claims reflect a broader problem with racism and intolerance toward transgender people. They were an effort to blame the shooting on minority groups who already endure higher rates of online harassment and hate crimes, according to disinformation expert Jamie Longoria. Now, here's where I have a red flag. Anybody that's listed as an expert, I want to know why they're an expert in the eyes of the mainstream media, because I don't, frankly, trust the mainstream media so-called experts. They come from the same narrative. I could write what they're going to say myself, and I'm not an expert, and many of you, could just sit down if you if we asked you today what are they going to say about 
Republicans, what are they going to say about this? What are they going to say about that? You would be able to write the narratives that these so-called experts come up with without the so-called training that some of these people have. The AP goes on to say it's a tactic that serves two purposes. It avoids real conversations about the issue of gun violence, and it gives people who don't want to face reality a patsy. It gives them somebody to blame. That's what this expert, Longoria, said. In the hours after the shooting, Post falsely claiming the gunman was living in the country legally went viral, with some users adding embellishments, including he was on the run from Border Patrol. One person tweeted out, and this tweet was recap, retweeted hundreds, hundreds of times, he was an illegal alien wanted for murder from El Salvador. This is blood on Biden's hands, and it should not have happened. Now, let me just say this. One of the things that I am constantly on guard with is making sure that when I come across news events, I don't put on a tinfoil hat. And I, too, I, too, regret, and which is why when I see these remarks on on social media, I do not retweet them unless I can verify their authenticity that they're authentic, and many times you can't, which makes me wonder, who's coming up with this stuff? There are so many scammers. We live in an age of scammers. Your phone rings all day, I bet, if you have a mobile phone. From spam callers, scammers. You go online, you open your email, scammers. We are surrounded by scams. We're surrounded by real disinformation. The Democrat Party pumps out disinformation on a regular basis, as do their media harlots in some of the mainstream media outlets. Constant disinformation, constant spin, constant snark. And But I will say that I find reprehensible some of these kooks and some of these liars online who just make up facts to suit their convenience or make up stories or slander people with false information. Sadly, these are the times we live in. And I don't know what will ever stop some of this stuff. Let's start on the telephones. Warren, West Hempstead, how are you? Welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77. I'm I'm great. James, first I want to champion and acknowledge your very reasoned and earnest conservative approach to events that follows in the shadow of the great rush, number one. Number two, I'd like to address the concept that we've got of these red flags that are allegedly some kind of safety can be invoked to help protect, but they don't seem to. I mean, the eight the kid in Buffalo was seen for thirty six hours and and he he was out and gone. Why is there no one who says, "You know what? If you were brought to our attention, make sure that you're going to be seen again in three months or six months and see that there are no problems. Many of these people have learned how to get through the system. They can lie, they can slip out. And, and, and the guys who do their evaluation, are they ever accountable for just letting them go? 
This is why, and thank you for your kind words, Warren. This is exactly what I was saying when I said we actually, if we're going to start talking about background checks and all this business, I mean, Democrats with their so-called common sense legislation that they keep claiming they want never seem to address the idea that these criminals, these young criminals, who commit violent and criminal acts in schools need to be, first of all, taken out of schools, these public schools, and then put in an area where they can be supervised, monitored, and given health treatment. And, you know, this is expensive. That's what we're talking about. This is expensive. We won't have money unless we keep printing it from nowhere to deal with the mental health problems that are across this country. The money has to come from somewhere, and it is expensive to deal with mental health issues. They are not serious about this. If they were serious about this, we would have a whole nother approach to criminal behavior in all of our schools. The moment these thugs raise their thuggish heads up out of the ground and start bullying and attacking people violently, the moment they start misbehaving in school, they should be taken out of the classrooms. Instead, we put metal detectors in the classrooms. We have guns that are being confiscated in record numbers in some schools in some cities. And we don't have any real punishment that also includes helping the mental disorders that these so-called children are allowed to fester and become adults. We are not having a serious discussion in this country even now about true background checks and what that really means to keep society safe. The first thing you have to do to keep your children safe is keep these predators away from them. When these predators raise their hand up, they have to be removed from the classroom settings that innocent children attend. When they raise their hand up and they show themselves to be little young gangbangers who walk around with guns, instead of releasing them, as Alvin Bragg does in New York, or as Gasson does out in California, or they do in so many other of these blue cities, instead of releasing these thugs, these hoodlums, these criminals, back into the streets, they need to actually be held and incarcerated so that they cannot attack innocent members of our society. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, with you here on WABC. Download that WABC app or go to WABCradio.com to stream 77 WABC Worldwide. And when you do, when you download the 77 WABC app, be sure to check out the podcast section where you can find all of my podcasts, all of every host podcast here on WABC's, and every past show you want to listen to. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, coming right back after this. Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Bo Snurley. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurley. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Rush. Rush. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. 
wonder if Jeremiah was wearing a dress. Well, the reason I'm asking that is I've got a news story here that about the Walt Disney Company that this is in uh, BizPack Review today that continues to hemorrhage money and customers in the name of wokeness. Apparently, they've been promoting something called the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network online. They've been running ads for it. Part of their mission, as it were, is the authoring of developmentally appropriate resources for educators to use throughout their school community. Now, some of those resources are like the Drag Queen Story Hour. Turns out this is a national organization started in San Francisco in 2015, and Disney has, I guess, according to this story, found a way to associate themselves with it, the Drag Queen Story Hour, encouraging kids, celebrates diversity in the way that children may dress and act. That's what the Drag Queen Story Hour is all about, and apparently Disney is in bed with these, so to speak, with them too. Top 10 cities, eight of them in the United States. Eight of the top 10 cities lost population during the first year of the pandemic. New York, Los Angeles, Chicago led the way. Between July 2020 and July 2021, New York lost more than, get this, 305,000 people. Chicago, 45,000. Los Angeles, 40,000. San Francisco, which is not among the top 10 cities, lost almost 55,000 residents. That's 6.3% of their population. And that's the highest percentage loss in any city. Where are they going? The people are going to the Sun Belt. They're going to places like Austin, Fort Worth, and Texas. Jacksonville, Florida, Charlotte, North Carolina. Columbus, Ohio, also registered modest population gains. Northport, Port St. Juicie in Florida, Spring Hill near Nashville, and three Idaho cities, Caldwell, Meridian, and Nampa, also gained population. People are leaving the big city. They're trading in the city life for greener acres. Three homicides in three hours in Brooklyn. Police search for gunmen. That story's from ABC News 7. I don't want to spend too much time on Brooklyn, at least I hear about that late. Anyway, let's head back to the telephones. Adam in Florida. Adam, welcome in Florida. What part of Florida are you in, Adam? Uh, Fort Lauderdale. Great. Thank you for calling. What is on your mind, sir? Well, I just, you know, want to talk about, like, uh, mass shootings for a second. Um, You know, Obama had two major mass shootings under his belt, uh, Pulse Nightclub and San Bernardino, and no gun law action was taken after those tragic tragic events. Good point. You know, I'm, I'm for the Second Amendment. You know, I carry every day. And I'm not going around shooting everybody. And I feel that if anything is going to pan out from this, it's going to be the innocent people that have the right to carry are the ones that are going to, you know, unfortunately get screwed. And you'll never take guns off the streets. If you want to go buy an illegal gun, you can go down to Miami to the pork and beans and you can get anything you want in 10 minutes. 
So no. you're never going to stop gun control, uh, illegal guns on the streets. It's, it's, it's inevitable. Adam, thank you for the call, my friend. Enjoy the sunshine in your state. Let us uh, go to Orlando. Jolendo. Uh, Jacob, welcome. You're on WABC with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdley. What's on your mind? Hey, Bo. It's great to hear you today and good chance and honor to talk with you. Um, thank you. Got a couple of topics I'd like to talk with you. Well, time's fleeing, so let's get to it. What's on your mind? Okay, well, uh, regarding the event in Texas, um, that's a very sad event. And it seems that um, another another news media coverage that's taking the front page now, and it's, behind that is is a so important World Health Pandemic Treaty. And with that going on, they want that pandemic treaty, and they got they got the new pandemic uh, that World Health declared just last month in Africa with Ebola. So they got this pandemic treaty they were trying to work through the system, the UN. And meanwhile, they got the back burner. They got this Ebola outbreak in Africa going on. They're cooking that up there. And then they want this pandemic treaty and this front page news of the event in Texas is all over the place. Meanwhile, this World Health thing's going on in the background, and they're trying to push all that right, That's the third time you mentioned it, so let me jump in here. And you're absolutely right. The World Health, the World Health Organization's parent, uh, parent organization is holding a meeting. Now, many of the amendments that came to light, and we thank Michelle Bachman and others, and for instance, Susan in Brooklyn, for bringing all of this to everyone's attention when it was just a non-story. And it became a story. So many Americans got involved and other people from around the world once they heard what the Biden administration was offering up as amendments that would have given away American control on how we deal with our own health care system, that the United States withdrew many of those amendments. I need to get a hold of Michelle Bachman, and you're right, it has been driven from the pages, so I don't know the current uh, status of it, but the last reporting of it was that many of these amendments had been withdrawn. I'm going to give Michelle Bachman a call. She's up on it and see what she says, whether we are out of danger with that particular piece of world legislation or not. Thank you for the call. Let us go to White Plains, New York. Tony, what's on your mind this afternoon? Hey, Bo. Uh, I, I'm, I'm calling about that uh, press conference down in Texas where that uh, spokesman said they didn't go into school because they were waiting for an ideal situation. There is never an ideal situation under those circumstances. Those officers out there, either they're cowardly or they're not well trained somebody should have went to a window broke the window found this guy and shot him you don't hesitate you don't worry about getting shot you don't need body armor you just go do your job firemen go into buildings when they're ready to explode they don't worry about dying police officers involved in serious situations they don't worry about their lives they worry about the people that they're there to save okay tony tony let me just jump in here and thank you I understand your frustration and anger at this. I would caution everybody, before we jump the handle on this, let us make sure that we have the facts straight. Right now, there are conflicting facts. Some people, including some parents, said that the police were outside for anywhere from 30 minutes, we've heard, until 90 minutes, an hour, not doing anything while all this was going on in the school building. Other news reports say the police were indeed in the building. At first, there were reports out 
that the shooter had engaged with the private security force of the school district. It turns out that that wasn't true. That this, which is even more damning, is that the shooter just walked right in. Nobody stopped him, is the latest report. We, it's going to take a few days for all this to flush out. If, if it turns out, Tony, that you are right and that the police stood around and did nothing while this was going on, there will be, there will be so many people asking, how can this happen and what can we do about it? Let us wait until the facts come in before we reach a conclusion. Right now, the facts on this are muddled. Depending on what you read, where you read, and where you read it from, we don't have a clear picture of all that yet. But I do appreciate the call. Thank you so much, Tony. New Jersey, Mike, welcome WABC Talk Radio 77, where, by the way, you can download our app and listen live worldwide anytime using that WABC app. Remember, Catch at Night comes up next. Let us go to Mike in New Jersey. What's on your mind? Hello there, James. Thank you for taking my call. I'd like to discuss the fact that, uh, you know, we have given power to these liberal teachers for the past 30 years, okay? They have taught these children first to hate God. Then they taught these kids to hate their parents. Now, no, I'm sorry. Then they taught the children to hate their um, so help hate themselves, and it's just it's incredible. If we put God back in the school and we allow the teachers to carry guns, if they if they're qualified and if they're responsible enough, you and I both know there's only about twenty percent of the faculty that would even be willing to carry a weapon. But my point is is that we've created a generation of victims. We're teaching these children to trust the government. Trust the government. You don't need a gun. And here I am with, uh, here I am stuck in a room in a corner to have my friend shot at, and I don't have a gun. Where's the government? They're outside thinking about how, what, what are we going to do? Like, okay. Maybe if we do this. Maybe we do that. Mike, what? Mike, 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 I hear everything you said, except I'm going to say the same thing to you that I said to our last caller. Let's wait until the facts are in before we say for certain that police officers were outside standing doing nothing. Let us not march down this road where we hear one or two news stories from a disingenuous and often uninformed news media before the facts come in and before we make judgments ourselves on people in law enforcement who are risking their lives and who do risk their lives to keep the rest of society safe. But I agree with you in this. We need answers, and we need the truth. And if, as it, if, if it turns out that the police officers did not respond, if it turns out that this shooter was left to just create this kind of havoc in a classroom for an hour, for 30 minutes, with nobody trying to stop him, there should be hell to pay. But we have to wait until the facts are in. And right now, there are too many stories pointing in too, different, too many different directions for us to get a clear picture of what happened. Uh, folks, look, we're back tomorrow. I'm sorry we couldn't get to any more of your calls than we did. But we'll be here tomorrow. This story is not going away. 
and we have some other stories going away. I, I had a, somebody hit me up on Twitter today and say, hey, I need a laugh. Today's not the day for a laugh. I'm sorry. Maybe by the end of the week in the Saturday show, we'll find some humor in something. This is another tragic day in America. May God bless and protect each and every of you and your families. We'll be back with Rush Hour tomorrow. You can listen live worldwide on the 77 WABC app or online at WABCradio.com right here on Talk Radio 77. God bless you all. See you tomorrow. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.